Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Club Live here at Club at 22, your Rangers podcast, where we're here for the final, final show of 2022 to have a quick recap over the Motherwell game and also mainly look ahead to the old firm game coming up on a, a Monday afternoon at half 12, which just seems rather strange. But before we get into all of that, introduce my guest to you. First up, Mr. Alistair Pearson. How are things with you? Yeah, not too bad. It's that kind of shitty bit in between Christmas and New Year, but nobody really knows what to do with themselves, to be honest, waiting for the old firm to come. Um, it's weird being back live on YouTube, because I'm trying the last time we were actually live on a Friday, because we were at the game last week, Ross County, which was, um, that was exciting to watch. Yeah, it's Carney, it's one of these ones, like Ali says there, that once you've live ones from the house in a while, they can be a bit strange. How are things with you, though? Yes, all good, mate. Good to be back. Good to be back live on a Friday night. Scotia's Wi-Fi is doing the usual thing it usually does tonight, yep. so it'll be an interesting show for sure. Uh, but no, it is very much good to be um, good to be back uh, live on a Friday. It has it does seem like it must have been three weeks now um, since we were last live. Um, so yeah, um, good to be back. As I say it's a, it's a weird bit of the. A weird bit of the year where you're not really sure what you're doing, um, whether you're coming or you're going. I, and it almost feels like the old firm game is tomorrow, and it isn't. We've got another three sleeps to go yet. So, yes, it kind of shows you everything about how I'm feeling over the upcoming old firm. But, yeah, good to be here. Hello, chat. It's been a while. It hasn't. You know it's been at least three weeks because my Wi-Fi went into a wee black hole there. It's obviously not been warmed up enough yet, Ali. Changing any jokes for 2023? <laughs> now, get a new joke for 2023 if you score. <coughs> excellent, excellent. No, but as I say, firstly, we'll start off with a quick recap of the Motherwell game. Um, given that it's just the three of us um, that done the post-match as well, we probably won't dig into it too much. 
just have a wee look over it. Obviously, you know it's the team that was McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Davies, Barisic, Lundstrom, Jack, with Tillman, Kent, Lowry and Morelos playing up top. Rangers ran out, ran out 3-0 victors with some great goals by Alfie, Goldson and Tillman. Just get your thoughts. Anything changed, lads, in terms of after the game now, have you had a chance to watch stuff back and see what it was like? Uh, Ali, you first. Uh, not really, to be honest. I thought we summed it up quite well, to be honest. It was a bizarre game. I've listened to quite a few other folk talk about the game and they pretty much said the same as us, as is Beal, pretty much. She pretty much said it was it was three points and that, that was it. And we kind of said the same. It was it was 3-0 and you'd think it would be a, a great game to watch, but it, it wasn't. There was a lot of slack playing. Um, in the middle of the park, a lot of the passing was shocking at times, but at the end of the day, we got three points, we got three goals, we got a clean sheet. If you give me that in Monday, Scotia, with that performance, I will grasp that out your hands right now. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 I think he said in the, the press at the days, he's used 20 of the squad so far, and you've seen that in the, the, the four games he's come in. He's kind of tinkered with it slightly to see what he wants to do. Referred to Tillman at points where he wants him to play, but um, aye, it wasn't it wasn't great to go and watch as a spectacle. But it was three good goals, and it was three points, like I say. So onwards and upwards. Yeah, sorry, I went into that hole again, Ali. So I missed a wee bit of what you were saying. But um, Carney, just get your thoughts. I mean, I've watched the highlights back, and watching the highlights, you could be forgiven that we you were watching a different game than the one we actually seen. Because you watched the highlights back and we actually looked fairly convincing. Um, but your thoughts overall? <clears throat> Excuse me. That's the that's the thing about it, mate, is when you do watch the highlights back, it's and then if you were to watch the highlights and then watch our reaction, they'd be going, What game were they at? Because the goals were good. Um every goal that we scored, Andrew Muir uh, quickly just came in with a donation. Thank you so much, Andrew. That is very much appreciated, mate. Um that's absolutely cracking. But yeah, it was <clears throat> a strange game to watch. Look, it's 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 another three points. It's another clean sheet. Bill has came in and won his first four games as Rangers manager, and you can't really ask for any more than that. I, I think we are realistic enough to know that performance levels are going to need to improve if we if we hope to kind of not get caught out. I suppose, and obviously on um, Monday, we are saying that we're an old firm game on Monday. I can't really get used to that, but. Obviously, on Monday, the performance levels are going to need to be much higher than what they were because we'll get caught out. We were far too slack in possession. Obviously, if you watch the full game, you'll see that too many times. We were just needlessly giving the ball away. Maybe a lack of concentration, lack of focus, I'm not sure. And I still think there's a few players within the team that are still trying to get themselves into some form again, gather some form back because we're still seeing the same kind of culprits that we spoke about before not really performing to their best. And um, yeah, but I mean, in terms of what it is, it is three points, it is three goals, it is a clean sheet and we can't ask for a great deal more than that. Um, I, I quite like the way, I know you'll come on to it, but I, what Alice just said, every other pod pretty much said the same. A few things I disagreed with. Um, I don't know if we'll get into it further, but um, but then Beal comes out and pretty much says exactly what we said. Three points, a clean sheet. And apart from the three goals, there was nothing else. Literally nothing else. But it's, again, it's a results business, isn't it? Scotia's in that black hole. His Wi-Fi's it's, not liking this at all, is he, tonight? 
Gosha is in the hole. I might need to bring that joke back out, Carney, and see if it'll help. <laughs> uh, you'll either that, you'll need to phone his dad and tell him you'll be like, right, you get a shift on. Um, yes, I think Scotia is in that black hole. Uh, I'll carry on until Scotia comes back. Um, yeah. Ali, we'll move on to what, we, what um, Bill said in the presser. I'm, I really, honestly, really like his honesty. I, I, I think he's a man that the more he talks, the more I believe in everything that he's saying and what he's planning on doing and what he's planning and building. It's it's refreshing. Yeah. I mean, we picked Tommy up and um, before the game went, and that was one of the first things he said in the car. Was, was his, did you see Brett Beale's press um, conference? And he said, that's the one thing he liked about it. it. It gives you a lot more information. With Gio, it was the same kind of stuff he was coming out with. He didn't really give you anything. Um, Beale comes out and tells you a lot in terms of Injuries where we're at, which we'll like to hear at the moment where players are at. He gives you good updates on players when you think they're going to be due back. And it doesn't sugarcoat either. Like you said, the, the presser after the game against Motherwell, he came out and said what we said, that it was it's three points, but the performance pretty much was unacceptable. Um, and he knows this team can, can reach a higher level. So I like what he says. I just want to see it in the park. But I, I'm not, like I said, I've said for day one when he's come in, I'm not judging him on this season. I'll judge him when he's allowed to bring in his proper team um, as Scotia re- reappears, hopefully, here. But um, but no, everything hopefully. that comes out of Beale's mouth, um, yeah, I, I, I really like the way he speaks, Bill. I really do. Yeah, Scotia, we were just talking about, um, we moved on just to speak about Beale's um, reaction and how much we were we are impressed by just how kind of open and honest that he's planning on being with the press and with us. It's a, it's a rather refreshing thing to... Um, to have it's a it's a good thing to have considering that we we've been recently witnessed to just a very well trained media guy and Giovanni van Bronckhurst just giving you the kind of blank answers and it doesn't really do anything for you. It seems to be a wee bit more in these press conferences now. So you can answer that question and you can take hosting back. Hopefully that your Wi Fi keeps up with. It. Yeah, hopefully it does. If not, one of you will just need to jump in and host. I apologise, everyone, for the Wi-Fi. It's never going to get better, I don't think, living out down in Helensburg. But no, the, the Beal thing, yeah, it's interesting. Um, you can just you can tell the love is love and appreciation of football when he comes on and he speaks. The press conferences are longer now, but I don't know if that's also a fact because there's more in person. It's more in person now that everyone's going along to Ock and Howie to actually do the press conferences rather than everyone being on Zoom. But no, what Beal's saying, I like I like sitting listening to him, seeing his enthusiasm. How long I will enjoy that, though, might be a different story if results and performances aren't going the way of Rangers, that sometimes it can maybe be a wee bit too open. Um, but like you see, even, even Gerard was very well press-trained as well. Um, you know, he never gave overly much away, maybe a wee bit more enthusiastic. But that, again, that's maybe just a cultural thing between a Dutch coach and, a, and a, a, an English coach. But yeah, so yeah, we're talking, I'll keep going, I'll try and keep going if it keeps with the Wi-Fi. But I think, Ali, I heard you kind of mentioning something that Beal had mentioned in his pre-match inter- or post-match interview on Wednesday night. And it was it was interesting to hear about Tillman, that he was quite in, wanting Tillman to kind of play as a number eight. Um, and obviously Tillman got asked a similar question, whereas Tillman thought his best position was between eight and ten. But I just wanted to get your thoughts around that on Tillman going forward. Yeah, well, we all kind of noticed that with Tillman when Lowry was in the team as well. I think Carney said in the post-match, at times Tillman 
didn't really know what he was. Um, and it's probably because he's been used to playing the, the kind of 10. So he, he's tinkering with him a wee bit in that midfield. He sees him as an eight. Personally, I don't know. I prefer him as the 10, just, just behind like a, a focal point Morelos. But Michael Beale's um, midfield to attack, that's where he's kind of specialises in. So I'll trust him in that one. But um, yeah, if he wants him in as, as the eight, it'll be interesting, Scotia, because going forward, we've got Lawrence hopefully coming back, your man Hadji coming back. And the way he talks about these players, I think he wants to play the players in the team. So something's going to have to give in the middle of the park. So maybe he's thinking, if I put Tillman as the eight, I can fit in a Lawrence or I can fit in a Hadji there. Um, that's what I think. I think he's looking more long-term, to be honest. Yeah, no, I agree. I've seen Harry, flashed up Harry's comment there, um, Carney. And I think the reason I'm doing that is because it's a stress reaction. That I'm, every time I stop speaking, I'm getting stressed out that it's, it's going to break down again. But no, what are your kind of thoughts around Tillman? with regards to what you had to say. Scotia, everybody knows this is a very professional podcast, mate, so see if you're dropping out, mate, don't worry about it. We've done worse, let's put it that way, we have done worse. Um, We'll be good enough just to pick up if you drop out, mate, don't worry about that. Um, After all, we've got half of the A team and half of the B team, so that makes a pretty good team, Ali, I think. Uh, In terms of Teal, uh, Teal, Tealman, (laughs) instead instead of Tealman, I, I I believe it or not, I agree with Alistair that I, I think Bill Beale is looking at that long term. He's looking at that and thinking if I can get him to a number eight, i.e. a Ryan Jack standpoint in that where he gets a wee bit better. He's, I mean, he is good at battling, I suppose. He's very good at winning the ball back. He's very good at reading the game and he, he kind of knows when to press and the kind of the kind of lacklustre approach that we were kind of accusing them of um, under Van Bronckhurst seems to have disappeared a bit. You don't really seem to see as much as that. Um, but again, maybe that's a management thing. Maybe that's what Van Bronckhurst was telling him to do. Like, look, don't worry about the tracking back. Don't worry about doing any of that. Just you stay there. When the ball comes to you, you're the one that's going to make things happen. But yeah, I, I do. I'll go along with what Ali said there. It's a very good point that he'll be looking at and going, if I can get... Lundstrom and Jack to do that one job between the two of them and um, only pick one of them when I need them. And then you play Tillman there. When Lawrence comes back, Hadji comes back, it frees up that that position a wee bit further forward. And I think we all agreed when um, Tillman and Lawrence were in the same team, even though it looked like Lawrence was actually doing the more box to box than what Tillman was doing, yeah. playing the more eight than the 10 and leaving Tillman. Either like that, though, I'm very happy for both of them to be playing in the same team. Uh, it's what we're all desperate to see again um, because we're, we're very much enjoying it. Uh, as I say, it's going to be interesting to see what Lawrence is like when he comes back. It's, I know it's not a long time he's been out, but it's still not as if it's just been a couple of weeks. So he might take a bit of time as well to get back up and running. And it's all well and good, yeah. I do get that. I like the manager is thinking about the future. He's got a lot of readjusting, reassessing, um, making decisions on players' futures very, very soon. He's going to need to decide what he wants and what he doesn't want. But um, in, in terms of Tillman, I can completely understand why he's thinking, if I get him to an eight, then a manager plays him at the 10, then he's got every attributes in the world to um, um, to succeed. Yeah, you know, I think I'd mentioned this to Pearson at some point over Christmas, but after watching the World Cup and seeing McAllister play for Argentina, 
like because he plays a wee bit deeper at times as well, and that and then pushes forward into the ten. So I do understand what Beal's trying to say them. And I, Ali had said to you that see McAllister's valuation since the World Cup or since the start of the season has been up by about 20, 30 million euros. It's ridiculous. So it'd be great if, if you know Tillman could be that player because I think we can all see the flashes that Tillman has, and you know he's in an ex- a very exciting prospect. And um, so hopefully we can keep hold of him. Um, Finally, just wrapping up on the Motherwell game, there's a couple of things that I'd forgotten about. I'd completely forgotten that Van Veen had put the ball in the back of the net until I was watching the highlights. And then I remembered that he was offside, but a correct VAR decision, Ali, because you did kind of shout out before his, his at the start of the game that it'd be interesting to see if VAR came into effect, because we've not had it in a while. Yeah, VAR hasn't really intervened in many games I can remember of the last couple of games. <clears throat> but um, I was a correct decision. Um, that Van Veen came on for the last time, he was on for the last 20 minutes or something, and he put a ball in the back of the head. But I know he was offside, and that's, that's what Far's there for. Um, obviously, it would be interesting with Var when we've got, we've got Celtic coming up in the, on the Monday the Monday game with Var. <laughs> um, so it would be interesting to see that. That's the, that is the first old firm with Var in it, isn't it? Well, at, least Scott, at least Scott Brown's no longer there, so Alfredo won't get sent off for kicking him in the balls again. Yeah, so, I mean, Varn and Old Firm, I've been waiting for it, and something will happen. There's going to be something that's going to happen with this Aye. Varn Monday. You know there's going to be something. There'll be controversial, there's always something. But, uh, is, it, is, is, is it Beaton's the ref and Willie Collins of Far, isn't he? I've not even looked in it, to be honest. I think it is. I think it's Beaton, and I think Willie Collins Far. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. I, 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 I forgot to even look to see who the referee is because um, it kind of takes care of itself usually in these, in yeah, these type beaten, of games. I'm sure it's beaten. Yeah, I'm sure it's beaten. Sorry, Ali, I put you off. No, that was pretty much what I was saying. Like I, said, I said to Scotia before that VAR hasn't really been involved in a lot of our games recently and that's the first time it's been involved and hopefully on Monday it's not involved unless it's on a, a good a good thing for us. Penalty, penalty to Rangers would be nice. To win Lovely. the game, I would like that. I don't know if I'd enjoy actually the, the weight and seeing that getting checked by VAR and things oh. like that. That would be a wee bit nerve wracking, Carney. Not you don't think, yeah. I uh, look, mate, old firm games are nervous enough as it is, man. Like the, the kind of we all go through the ringer, um, it's pretty, it's pretty bad, man. Like, I, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. We've spoke about it a number of times that. I, you love old firm games and you hate old firm games. I don't enjoy ninety minutes of that game. Honestly, I don't enjoy it because you're just you're up and down. It's horrific. The night before is horrific, especially even the day before. And this one's going to be bad because it's New Year's Day, and it's like, what am I meant to do on New Year's Day to try and like distract myself like from um, from what's about to happen the following day? So it's stressful enough as it is. Uh, there will be something. There is going to be something that will probably be controversial. Let's just hope that it's. Um, that it goes our way, but yeah, to get it, see for a pure dodgy penalty call, yeah. and it goes to VAR, and we get penalty <laughs> Rangers, and we win it that way. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the meltdown? Even though they'll still be six points clear, but they'll still have a meltdown about it. Uh, but uh, yeah, there'll definitely be something. But it's one of the things of just standing there waiting. You're right, mate. Like to see what VAR's going to say, and especially because you know it's column as well. You'd be like, oh god. But no, um, there'll be something. There'll be something. I'm pretty sure of it. Well, and speaking about obviously VAR is a modern introduction to the Scottish game, and it's been a few seasons now. But for me, from that Motherwell, what was really pleasing to see was as soon as Tillman's goal went in, in about the 63rd minute, a couple of minutes later, there was a raft of four substitutions, and Beale's kind of came out in press conferences saying he's a real big fan of this 
having five substitutions. And I, I know I think your guys' thoughts will be the same, but I've always felt that um, Gio was always kind of waiting for that to happen, and it never did. So he never could make those changes. But it's hopefully under Bill we can get to that kind of stage where we, we can rotate these players, Ali. Yeah, no, he's, he's come out and said he likes he's the, the five sub rule quite a bit. I mean, the five sub rule benefits us and them, really, because we've got bigger squads, better squads. It's an advantage to us um, in Celtic as well over the other teams. But yeah, he uses it. He has mentioned, Scotia, whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, that because of the the five substitute rule now, players can play later, which is, is, is your Scott Arfields and all that, are they going to give them another contract in terms of he, he can use them for 15, 20 minutes in a game? He has he has said that, so maybe that's preparing us for a couple of deals getting prepared for some players. But um, but yeah, it, it suits us as a it's the biggest team in the league and along with Celtics too, the um the five sub rule is set up for us and them to be honest, because it doesn't add it doesn't it doesn't um advantage the other teams when they're playing against us because we can bring on decent players. Um but I it was interesting to hear Beale say about the way football's changing in terms of players will play longer now. So whether that means a Scott Arfield is signed next season, I don't know. Carney, that's, not bashing, that's not bashing Scott Arfield, sorry, because I like Scott Arfield. <laughs> but using, I was using him as an example. Carney, I was going to come I was going to come to you and get your thoughts on this, but Ali, the way Ali's kind of worded his or rephrased his answer there, kind of teased that up perfectly to come on to the next subject, which is that unfortunately earlier in the week we heard the news that Stephen Davis was going to be out injured for the rest of the season. Obviously, Stephen Davis, I think he turns 38 on Sunday. And mm-hmm. coming to the kind of his end of his playing career with, with Rangers. But from what Beale's been saying, he thinks that Davis has still got about another 18 months left in him to play at a very high level. What are your thoughts around that? Uh, but around Beale's comments and also you know, the unfortunate news of Davis's injury. Yeah, um, extremely good hosting, Scotia. Well done. Uh, the Trying Scotsman as well. Thank you so much, mate, for the, the donation as well, mate. That's magic. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Look, it's so unfortunate for Davis. I, I just, I don't want to write him off because I, it's, it's, it would be unfortunate for his career to finish with Rangers in that way. But I mean, if I if I, I put my money on it right now, I don't think I'll see him play for Rangers ever again because at, at that age, and even though he's, he's took care of himself, it's an ACL, isn't it? So. It's not exactly something that's easy to recover from. Um, and I, I don't know if he's ever done it before. Has he ever done his ACL before off the top of your head? Any of you know? I'm not sure. Can't no, he's never done it. can't think off the top of my head. No, I don't think so. No, so, um, I mean, that might work in his benefit, but uh, it's a horrific news. It is horrific news to hear that that's the way that it could potentially end. And you say you don't want to write him off before it happens, but no, if I if I was a betting man, I would say that that was probably it for, for Davis. In terms of what Bill's saying, look, I think Bill's almost, he's covering all bases Eric right now. Cheers. Eric Oliver, absolutely much. superb. Thank you so much, everybody. That's magic. Uh, cheers, Eric. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, I think Bill's covering all bases a wee bit. I don't think he's a particularly stupid man. And I think he'll realise that there's going to be, of course, all happening. <laughs> So kicking off. <laughs> Desmond, thank you so much, mate. Very much appreciated as well. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I, I I think Beal will be setting up knowing that there's going to be a few people that are going to remain that potentially the majority of the fans would not want to stay. 
Uh, I think I'll say it that way to try and be as polite as possible. But I think, like we've all said, that we would move Ryan Jack on. I think Ryan Jack will probably stay. Uh, Davis, he's going. Davis is one of these ones that it will all depend how his recovery goes. If his recovery is great and it's not left him any sort of real damage, then he might he might get a, 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 an extension with his. But as I say, for me, it's I think we're still at the stage where we need to we need to move on. But he's also made comments about what he need what he knows he needs to invest in and what area he needs to invest in. There's some uncertainty within the midfield, etc. So there's all of that to be playing to. But right now I think Bill's covering all bases and Justin Muir, as always, mate, absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for the, the support and the donation to this channel. Yeah, thank you everyone for those wee rafted donations that come in. I always, I don't never want to say anything while Carney's in mid flow because you'll you'll interrupt his train of thought most times. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, I'm kind of my my thoughts around it are probably a bit similar to yours, Carney. That I thought, I mean, even coming to the end, these three players that you mentioned there, Darfield, Davis, and Jack, probably one of them does stay on after the end of this. That was prior to the news of Davis coming through. But it's one of those ones I don't want to see Davis leave Rangers this time around because that's what he's played around about 360 plus games for Rangers over his, I'll call them spells because I'm, I can never remember how many times he's been on loan with us and signed mm. permanently because that happened both occasions that he's come up from in the Premiership. But I don't want to see him going out on crutches kind of thing. I would like to see him getting a decent send-off. Um, but how much can you le- let sentimentality run things for you when you want to be getting to the next level and, you know, back to winning the Scottish Championship and, you know, competing well in the top stage of European football. And what are your thoughts around it all, um, Alistair? Yes. Steve Davis is ideal guy for Monday to bring on. Say we are winning a couple of goals to bring on for the last 15, 20 minutes just to calm it down and keep the ball. He's he's your man to bring on. And Beal would use him that way going forward this season if he was available. He's a fantastic footballer. He's not got all the caps for Northern Ireland um, for no reason. And like I think Bill said, he's, I don't think he's ever really been injured in his career, something like this, but a, a cruciate ligament scotia at that, that age. Does he, want to, does he want to come back in terms of will he be the same player to play for maybe a year if so, or does he just want to retire now? It's a sad way if it is, if he is going to retire to go out that way. Um but you can look what he's achieved in the game. It's um, phenomenal from from Davis, and it's sad because he's a great player. And you, you don't want to see players like that when, let's be honest, he probably is going to leave. Well, thanks very much, Ross McLean. Another another donation to, to the podcast. Um, but um, no, it's it's a sad way for a player to leave. I remember when um, Lee Wallace left Rangers, obviously. Back then, obviously there was a fallout. Back then, it was a different different scenario. But he didn't get to say goodbye. But I, I, he, he did say about Davis in terms of coaching going forward, whether he might come back to Rangers in a coaching capacity. I, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's sad if that, that's the way he's going to go out. And, and you're looking even for the, the Hearts goalkeeper um, this week um, this week as well, Craig Gordon as well, around about the same age as well. A horror injury as well, Scotia. And, yeah, horrific. Um, yeah, and he's he's the same. What, what, what is he doing? He's had a fantastic career as well, Craig Gordon. Um, so for two two players like that to get the injuries um, this week, um, it's not great. But for Davis, no, I, I feel sorry for Steve Davis. Um, I seen him; he was sitting in front of me for the the Motherwell game um, in Wednesday there, and uh, Tommy seen him move back in, in the crutches. So 
he gets his gets his um uh, what do you call it his operation in January Bill said so I need to see see what happens then but if I'm being honest I, I can't see him coming back Steve Davis for us just the age he's at no, I understand what you're saying, but mainly, I mean, mainly first of all, from us, hopefully he recovers from it fairly sharpish yeah. anyway, because he could he could still continue playing football even if it was at a, at a lower level if he so chose chosen to do so. But it's a bit of a shame because he has been such a legend for the club. You know, he's gave us some great moments and he's gave us really good moments in Europe over his time here as well. You know, been instrumental in some of the successes we've had over both spells. And he so scored an over he scored an overhead kick against Celtic. <laughs> Yeah, of, yeah. All <laughs> of all things, of all things, man. Honestly, what a lad. Never thought I'd see that. You, you had, you had to bring up Gordon there as well, Alistair, didn't you? I'm still a wee bit in the huff with Gordon when he didn't decide to sign with us when he was training with us, recovering from an injury earlier in his career when we were coming back up through the divisions with McCoy. I was still a wee bit miffed at him for that because he chose to go, chose to go to the dark side, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Before we get to go and speak more about the dark side, um. I thought I wanted to kind of finish up. Obviously, it's the last podcast of the year, um, and get your two guys' thoughts on your best and worst Rangers moments over the course of twenty twenty two. Can understand this one can be a wee bit difficult because obviously you tend to put like, everything into categories in terms of last season and this season. But let's have your thoughts. Like, Carney, I'll let you go first because Ali usually steals the good ones. Oh. There's no many good ones, Scotia. <laughs> there isn't there is many good ones. So you're talking the calendar year, yes, the calendar year we're talking here. Yeah. Um and I'm probably going to steal everyone's. Um it has to be the Leipzig game for me. Um I oh that that night will live with me for literally the rest of my life. I don't think I'll ever forget it. I've i I'll never forget the noise of Ibrooks, um and just what it felt like it meant to us as fans and as supporters um, after everything that we'd, we'd kind of been through with the club and to, to get that as a reward. And yeah, of course, we missed the final, went a different way, that goes without saying, but that night, it really felt like something was in the air, if you like, take a wee line from the song. But the the moment when Lundstrom scored and... It, I mean, Ibrox was just a blur of limbs. It was, it was I've never ever seen or felt anything like it before. And um, the club deck was physically moving that night. You could actually feel the whole stand move. It was just um, incredible, which freaks my dad out, by the way. He absolutely hates that. He's not a fan. I hates my dad, but he chooses to sit in the club deck. But uh, it ter- absolutely terrifies him. But it was the moment after that as well when the... the um, the singing of the Lundstrom song um, at the end, everybody just kind of burst into that. It was, yeah, something that I I, I think will live with me for the, the rest of my life. I'm pretty sure of it. And I am very, very fortunate that I was there. I know how fortunate I am to, to be able to go to these games and to be able to be there for that, for the occasions. Um, but for me, this calendar year, the best moment for me was um, if I had to pick. There is a, there is a few, but you might want to talk about them, but it uh, would have to be Lundstrom scoring that goal against Leipzig and Ibrooks being the way that it was. It was incredible. Yeah, I think in a purely, pure, excuse me, purely football basis, that is probably probably the best highlight that because you kind of knew that you were going to that final. Um, I won't get your worst yet. We'll, come, we'll wrap up with the worst because we'll try and keep that fairly short. But So, Ali, what was your, your favourite moment of 2022? 
you can't beat you can't beat that Leipzig. I, I could tell you some other thing, but I could the, the round before or something, or Dortmund, but you can't you can't beat that for for that that moment of being in Ibrox. That that last the twenty minutes of when we when we're through at the final, that twenty minutes of being at Ibrox, you, you can't beat that. I've been to the the Parma one that people rave about before the noise there, but that was that that's something else and. I'm not going to sit here and choose something else. I know we're all going to choose the same one, but that was uh, that was incredible. I mean, Scotia, we were we were lined up to go to the darts that night um, so with darts hard, tickets yeah. for that for the hydro, and it get postponed for during COVID. And that was the day it fell on. And the closer we got to it, we all went. Price Rangers might be in a semi final <laughs> European <laughs> trophy, and we um, we chose Ibrox, of course, instead of instead of the darts, and it was uh, oh, it was phenomenal. Even afterwards in the pub, Scotia, I mean, the place was bouncing. Like the Viceroy as well, which usually isn't associated with, with bouncing and all that, but even it was bouncing. Mm. Um, it was, uh, no, it was incredible. And obviously getting to know Scotia that we were we were on our way to Seville, um, which was another another thing in its own, incredible. The only downside of that, obviously, was you getting my breakfast and it was... Uh, it was <laughs> 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 I couldn't, they couldn't go out without the year without bringing that up. I mean, yeah, on a footballing basis, yeah, that probably that probably is up there. But I'm choosing a knock-on from that. And the only reason I'm choosing so, and I know it's not... But well, it is Rangers-related. But it was because Tav's press conference today... I don't know if you've seen Tav's press conference today for the preview... And he was talking about Adam Devine and the words that came out of his mouth where it was like, it was a credit to his family. And I just had flashbacks to Ali saying that to Tab's mum. And I was rolling about laughing when I'd heard that early today because I was like, you've taken that off the Ali. Your, your mum's told you about Alistair Pearson, hasn't she? And you've said that. Yeah, so that, that would be mine because it just tied into the today. Also, Scotia, um, before you move on to the worst, I think we you kind of have to give mention to the Scottish Cup as well because oh, yeah. it had been so long since we had won that. That was my backup one, by the way, if you had went to Ali first. That was my backup one. Me and Ali, I watched the... I think we stood together for the first time in Hamden, mate. Um, me, you and my dad for the Celtic game um, when we won that. Uh, that was great. That was fantastic. We'd, uh, we'd done an absolute hell of a night that night. That was a, that was a brilliant night. And then obviously going on to win the win the final as well. Um that was special as well. It was one of those ones that after the weirdly, after the kind of we won the Scottish Cup and the full time whistle went and uh, I know it took us the extra time to win it, but it was like a relief, wasn't it? It was like, thank God that's done. <laughs> like, thank God it's done. We've got the Scottish Cup, it's happened now, we can kind of move on from it. But the the whole like lead up to that, um the the um the old format hand and I thought it was uh that was a that was a real good day as well. Um, I really did enjoy that one. That was a particularly good one. Um, so if there's another old firm at um at Hamden, me and Ali are going to need to somehow find a way that we stand next to each other because it's obviously a good luck thing now. So, but yeah, just special mention to the Scottish Cup as well because it was important that we done that. Yeah, it's no surprise, yeah, that all our kind of the favourite moments are from the season past rather than the current season. Um, if I was struggling to pick out the current season. Probably be the PSV games, but also I seen Curry Munch. I think Curry Munch put this up and it ties into what my worst moment would be. But see when Arfield scored against Liverpool, just for that moment of being up mm. against Liverpool at Ibrox, that was a mm. great moment there and there. But obviously, the thirty minutes of the second half after that completely destroyed that, and that would be my worst moment of the season. I think. Uh, what about yours for worst moments? Me or Ali? Uh, you can go first again. 
Um, yes, Liverpool was up there, mate, for sure. Um, honestly, the first, and I hate doing this, I've, honestly, I hate doing this, the first Old Firm game of this season for me, because it was a, just a massive, absolute gut wrench to me. Yeah, I thought, we are nowhere near it. And it was it was horrific to sit and watch the same thing happen again. Uh, it was like you you literally the worst thing you could imagine happening happening again. Uh, it was it was horrific. Uh, that was a, a real sore one for me. And to be honest, we've said it before. I knew at that point Giovanni van Bronckhurst was going to have to go. It was only a matter of time because you can't you can't survive that. You can't survive that. Not not twice in that manner. Um, you're not going to survive it. Uh, so yeah, for me, um, Liverpool. Yes, was. Honestly, horrific. I've never, never experienced Ibrox like that before. I ended up over sitting next to Yuzik at that empty at one point. I come over and sat with Yuzik and none of us were particularly chuffed at what we were watching. Uh, but no, for me, the first, the, the worst that I've felt was the after the first Old Firm game um, this season at Parkhead. I thought, far, this is the, it was the beginning of the end for Joe. Yeah, I think so. Again, Pearson, are you going to choose one of those two, or there's definitely three other ones that I think you could pick? But are you going to go with the, those two ones for being the worst? Nah, if I'm being honest, I the, the Liverpool one, yeah, that was horrific. Um, that last 20, 30 minutes, what it was, where we just utterly collapsed. That was unacceptable. But I'm now I'm Carney's camp again. The, that, that Celtic game. Um, I remember I was on holiday. I had to go up at five in the morning to watch this game. That's right, sweet, well. It was. Um, Oh, I was raging with them because they hadn't learned from the previous time no. at Parkhead and it was worse. Um, Celtic completely deserved to win the game. They could have battered us even more, to be honest. Um, and I just hope they learn from that game moving forward, which we'll come on and talk about. But for me, that that was the game and the same as Carney. I knew at that point when Bronkers days were numbered. And so are that team, to be honest, um, because it's twice I've been there and twice I've done the same. So, um, aye, that for me, unfortunately. But there is quite a few other bad things. Oh, there's, <laughs> there's plenty. There's plenty. <laughs> the, other, the other one I was going to give you, because obviously this, this, it was the man of the Celtic defeat, which is the most gone thing, I think, because not that you can accept a defeat against Celtic, but it's not out of the realms of unexpectability. But it was the manner for that one. But the other three that really bothered me were the the wee period where we played Levy, St. Johnston and St. Mirren, sandwiched in between an Ajax game and an Aberdeen game. Lost seven points out of those. Out, talking about the four domestic games, seven points dropped. And that kind of led to the change that we're having and where we are in the league against against Celtic. So any... In, I mean, I think, yeah, we won't, we won't stick in the worst too much more because we need to be confident... Going into this game against Celtic on do, Monday, like can I do one little bit of um, mushy mushy stuff? Uh, I'll I'll yeah. do one for the podcast as well. Um, it's been another. To be fair, we've just went from strength from strength to strength this year, and we've managed to experience press access. But for some reason, they want to allow us into the stadium to do things like that. But again, it's been a hell of an experience to do something like that. And yeah, and obviously the. The, my personal one this season um, for me was the response that I got for the, the podcast for the British Heart Foundation that we'd done. Um, I don't think I'll ever be able to do something like that again as long as I'm podcasting. That was a real, real tremendous night and it's still something that I'm extremely proud of and look back on with uh, a lot of pride that so many of the Rangers family came in um, 
uh, and kind of pulled together to raise, I mean, 3,500 and no, 600 it must have been because of the extra 50 quid at the end. Mm-hmm. So 3,610, 20 quid, something like that. But still, generally just absolutely mind-blowing. So the response from that um, was really tremendous. So on a personal level, I I thank everybody that got involved in that again because that's a a real highlight for me and it's something that this podcast will... um, forever be proud of even the guys I know I'm, I'm speaking on their behalf there but I know they're very proud of what we've done that night as well so yeah just personally that was by a mile my my podcast highlight something something that came so good that, that uh, it was a result of something so bad but it was um, yeah tremendous so thank you again to everybody for that yeah Scott couldn't agree more I was, I was thinking of maybe potentially doing a pod one as well but I thought that was kind of one that you would you know would be there because yeah it was a it was a really great night and a worthy cause, but it was one of these ones that we would rather not be in the position that we had to do it. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, Carney, Carney, Alistair, have you got any pod moments that you've not mentioned yet? May as well wrap up. When was Craig Portis? Was that this season? Was that this this, this oh, year? I think, I think that was, last was to be honest. It was, it was maybe it was maybe like the twenty one twenty two season. But I think it was maybe prior to twenty twenty two starting. And also, I've seen Ross when he Ross made his donation as well. Jack Amara, Ryan coming up with that. That's got legs, that Jack Amara, for sure, as long as yeah. they do it about. Aye, that's good. Yeah. No, there's, there's, there's lots of highlights, Scotia. Um, Kanye's round them off, to be honest. But probably are. Uh, it's probably not. It's a pod thing, isn't it? A pod thing, but probably are. Christmas Christmas Day out was probably a good highlight for me oh, in terms of what good. we did for that. That, that was that was good. Um, the night out was good. The next day wasn't great, obviously, with the hangover, but um, that was a highlight <laughs> for us. <laughs> I was okay because I went home. I was smart. I went home. Ryan disappeared. I, he was there about six in the morning, five in the morning. Woke up later on. He disappeared. I think he just couldn't get home quick enough. But yeah, enough with that. I mean, we're mainly here to preview the upcoming Old Firm game, which is massive, really in the, the scheme of things in terms of the league and whatnot. So we'll start off with just having a wee look at Celtic. They've obviously domestically having a flyer this season, only one defeat to St Mirren. And then they're 20 goal, their goal difference is 20 ahead of us. And although we've only conceded three more, they've scored 17 times more. Um, they've kind of got the mark of an awful lot of teams, I think, Alistair, in the Scottish Premiership in terms of how to beat them. Yeah, I mean, I don't like giving them credit, but you have to give them credit because they've won eighteen out of nineteen games, which is which is some record. If we'd done that, we'd be singing our praises for that. Um, yeah, and they've only been beaten by St Mirren, which when we all watched it, I think a lot of us thought it was a freak result, and, and it proved to be a freak result because they went back on a run and won every game. They just look. They just look like they know what they're doing, Celtic. And I hate saying it, I really do. But you you need to be truthful about it. They, they look, they've got an identity. Um, he's brought players in, he's got a tune out of. And, I mean, we know how they're going to play, but they just go out and blow teams away. And even, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've looked into it, Scotia. I was, it's one I said to you the other week. I'd love to know how many games they've won in the last five minutes this season, how many points they've picked up from that. Because it'd be interesting to find out because we couldn't do that. And the Aberdeen game was the first time we all looked at each other and said to each other, Christ, that was, we actually did that. We, we, Rangers don't do that, but they do that. Um, you always know going into 
the, the famous one for me was when me and Carney were walking to Ibrooks and they were playing, I think it was St Johnston. St Johnston. And J- yeah. Jamie Lowe turned to us and went, it's one each at 93 <laughs> minutes. And I went, they'll score again. And literally 30 seconds later, I checked my phone, it was 2-1. It's, that's just what they do. They've always done it. Um, but he's but he's got this um, this belief he's installed in them. Um, but they're not unbeatable. I mean, you, you see them in Europe, Celtic. They're, they're there to be beating Celtic. St Mirren, I thought, played well against them. And again, they did beat them. But we need to be on it to beat them. Um, because they haven't won 18 out of 19 for no reason, Celtic. Um, they are the team to beat, unfortunately. But... Um, Aye, it's painful to say, Scott, because <laughs> you don't like giving the positives. But you need to, you need to be truthful about it because it's um, it's, it's just where they are at the moment, where we are. And you look at the signings; they're strengthening even more Celtic um, before the windows even opened. And it's uh, it's interesting. You'll probably come on to what Bill said, but um, aye, we'll just see what happens. No, yeah, you raise a few good points there, but. Carney, I was watching the the game they played against Aberdeen Saturday, couple a week or two before Christmas, and at the end of it, Chris Boyd turned around and said, "Some people look at that and say, oh, Celtic scored again in the last five minutes.' But if you sit and watching that game, they were battering down Aberdeen, and Aberdeen were barely hanging on. So it wasn't as if it was a fluky last minute thing. And unfortunately, like Ali says, they've done this on a number of occasions. But and this is the problem. I don't know if you'll agree with this, but I've listened to a few Rangers podcasts this week. And they're all saying similar things in terms of they don't think Celtic are absolutely brilliant, but they've just got the mark of other teams and they know how to win in Scotland. And I tend to agree with that. But some people say, how can you say Celtic aren't a great team when they've done this? But I think even Beal had said the same. It came out and his comments were slightly misconstrued last week about that. But what are your thoughts about them before we go on to us? Uh, I, I agree, mate. I agree with you. I think... <sighs> The biggest problem that the rest of Scottish football have when playing Celtic um, is they set up the exactly the same way. Celtic know what they're going to be playing every time a team comes to town. We've seen um, if a team tries something a little bit different, it will take Celtic a bit of time to adjust, and sometimes it can catch them out. But they are they're they are a they're a well well oiled machine. Um, on the attack, in my opinion. If they hit full flight, it's very hard to keep up with them because it's literally pass, pass. It's like two, three, four passes and they're in your box. It's very quick. It's very direct. And you've got to give the guy plaudits for that. Look, again, I'll hold my hands up. I sat here and slated Dan's Postacoglu when he got appointed as Celtic manager because I thought he was going to be their, their Pedro and he's just he's been completely wrong in that. I do think our turmoil, if you like, that we've been in has obviously helped them um, be as good a success as they have been and they've had an easier ride than they probably should have. But I even had a conversation with my stepdad, um, who's a a season ticket holder for Aberdeen, and he was obviously devastated the fact that we'd won the game. Um, But me and and my stepdad can always have very good, sensible conversations about football. Um, And he said exactly the same. He's like, "If if you go out expecting to hold on to a draw, against Celtic, the chances are you'll get beat. So until the rest of Scottish football decide to take a few bit of risks, and look, they might take a risk and get beat 6-0. They might take a risk and win it 2-1, 3-1. You don't know. You don't know. But nobody wants to take that risk because it's all just too important to gather points and gather, um, not gather a loss. So they'll defend for their lives. I think they're a good team. They are a good team. Are they the best Celtic team I've seen in my life? No, they're not. But 
I still think there's flaws within the way that they choose to play football. And it's up to us as Rangers, Michael Beale as the manager of Rangers, to find them flaws and to, to challenge them. In my opinion, over the past year, I'm pretty sure you'll agree, and the, since Gio took over, we've shown them far too much respect. You can't show respect in games like this. You, you just can't. It's got to go out the window. doesn't matter how good they are, how good they've been playing, but you have to, you have to get rid of it. We did fantastic in Europe last year, right? Honestly, unbelievable. Um, probably the best that we'll maybe ever see. It. We've said, it before, said that before, I know. But you can see them in Europe that they just continuously get caught out because there is flaws in the, there is flaws in the system the way that they choose to play football. It's up to the rest of Scottish football to find their flaws and put a bit of pressure on them. Am I saying I'm sitting here saying that I'm confident Rangers are going to go out there and do it? Um, probably not. No, but I'm never confident for an old firm game. So. Do I think we can win? Yeah, of course I think we can win. There's always a chance that you can win the game. Based on form, based on paper, everybody's going to have Celtic down in favourites. But who doesn't love an underdog? So, No, indeed, indeed. Um, you mentioned that thing about Gio, and I always kind of flash back to, like, Gio's, was Gio's first Old Firm game not the 6-2 defeat that we had against him? The season that he'd come in. I'm sure it was, I'm sure, because I'm sure that was Advocate's first hmm. Old Firm game in defeat and I, I always got the impression that maybe that went, they went in it with that reckoning or not, but I don't know. But anyway, on Beal, anyway, he was on his press conference, like we mentioned earlier, it was 20 minutes long. An awful lot of it wasn't really to do with the game, and this is what I liked about it, that there was an awful lot of enthusiasm from from Beal in certain aspects and how he wanted the, the team to go forward, how he wanted the, the backroom staff to go forward. But as always, the, the main kind of talking point prior to a game is the availability of players and he came out saying that Alfie should be available as will Jolak and Carney made a wee interesting comment that said if Alfie isn't available Roof will be but Roof's touch and go <laughs> if he isn't so pleased to hear that though that Alfie and Jolak are both available and should should one, one of them at least should start Yes, yes, um, yeah. It's uh, I would have not been looking forward to it if Sakala was leading the line. Put it that way. Uh, so very important that at least at least um, one of them is is going to be fit enough to play. Yeah, the roof comment was a bit strange. I'm like, well, if you want one way to guarantee that Kamal Roof will get injured, play him when he's not fit. That's exactly all you need to do. But I get where he's coming from. I think he realizes the the significance of the game. Um, I I do like his comments regarding. He's basically going to judge his progress so far on this game. Um, I think he, it's going to show him his true work, whether the, the players that he has at his disposable right now are truly with him or not. Um, but it's it's uh, look, we uh, we we are fans. We we know exactly what this game is. Rangers have to win this game. It's as pure and simple as that. There's no other way around it. We have to win that. A draw prolongs it a little bit in my opinion unless they somehow manage to collapse and the rest of Scottish football actually try to play football against them from time to time then um, yeah I just can't see we've said it before I just can't see how they don't go on and they don't go on and clinch this so a draw to me is as good as useless to be honest so it's a then I said tomorrow because it feels like that because we're doing this now and I said tomorrow but Monday is a it's a must one. It's just uh, to me, it's just as pure and simple as that. Eh? To have any sort of hope for the rest of this season, we have to, we have to win. Yeah, I mean, Ali, that's something that actually Billy got asked about, and he just he came he out and came out and said, I think someone asked him the question about performances. He said, no, the result needs to be the same. 
he's going to that game going that he won't care if it's a poor performance as long as we get the result, which I can understand. But there's also the flip side of that. The performances by us so far haven't been great. There's been wee flashes, but we're st- it still looks like we're just trying to click into that gear. But I would not be against the result being the same as it was during the week. <laughs> Let's put it that way. No, the, the way we've played in the last four games, you, know, you, you will slip up somewhere. Can I continually play that way and win games? But games against them kind of take, a lot of folks say they take care of themselves. And they do to a point. Sometimes some folks say you throw form out the window. And that is true to a point in old firms. Um, but they need to be on at Rangers. Beal did say in his presser, basically, if they're not on at Rangers, they will get beat. He basically said that, and they need to be on it. We can't have any passengers in this Rangers team, Scotia, for Monday. Um, if we do have any passengers, we will get beat. They all need to be on it. It needs to be eights and nines across the board for me um, against them. Um, and we'll we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I just need to see what happens. <laughs> kind of lost what I was saying yeah. there, actually. <laughs> 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 so close, okay. I could see it happening, mate. I was yeah, looking at this He's lost, man. He's yeah, away. He's away down a bit lastly. Yeah, totally. One thing that um, pleased me about this press conference, and it's not directly related to the game coming up, but Kenny, what you were saying there, Ali, about having eight, eight, nine, eight out of nines and you know, players being on it, was that he said that anyone that comes in is in the January window needs to come in and be a starter. I was so happy to hear that, Carney, when he'd said that. Oh, mate, yes, music to my ears. Uh, and I like what he was saying. He's very clear on who his players are. Um, like the likes of Tillman, Hadji, Roof. Um, who else did they mention? He mentioned somebody else. Cholak was mentioned quite a lot. Was it Cholak it was mentioned? He said they're all, they would all start. And by that, it doesn't mean that Morelos and Kent wouldn't play, but they are all the guys that are in contention for the first team. They are starters, as he's liking to call them. It's It's... It's imperative that Rangers bring in players that can make a difference to the starting eleven. There is no point in us signing squad players. Our squad's too big. We we've said it for a while now. Our, our squad is far too big. There is going to need to be some form of trimming down. Uh, it is going to need to happen. I, I but I am I'm all for Bill saying that this is if we're going to sign somebody, it's going to be someone that can make a difference to the starting eleven, and that is what we are crying out for. And based on the comments that he's mentioned around the the um the the midfield as well, that there's uncertainty there based on contracts, based on different things, loans, etc. So uh, I think it's it's quite clear to see that Bill is thinking I need something within that. Um, within that midfield. So, no, it was absolute music to my ears, mate. Yeah, what about you, Ali? I know we've obviously talked an awful lot that midfield is this area we need to strengthen in, but I was really pleased, you know, like Carney mentions there, that coming out and said, no, we, we do need starters rather than fillers. Aye, he's, he's not daft, Bill. He's been watching us for ages, so he knows exactly. He's, he's come into this Rangers team. I think his eyes have been... Are wide open now in terms of what he's what he's working with now. I, I think he he knew it was bad to a point, but since he's been in there, I think it's worse than he thought. Um, and you can see that with the performances and players how he's used twenty players so far. So I'm delighted to hear that he only wants to bring players to play in that first team. Um, he's talked about like you said, Scotia, your Lawrences, your Hadges as first team players that will probably come back in. He's talked about Roof a couple of times. I like Kamar Roof as a footballer. I think he's a great footballer. We can't rely on him though, but he seems to like Kamar Roof. But no, we can't. We, as Carney just said, we've got too many players. We, we need to trim it. 
We've got 10 guys out of contract in the summer. I would think the majority of them, Scotia, will probably go. Um, and we need to bring first-team players in. We should have done that in the summer there, first-team players coming in. We've been unlucky with injuries with a few of them. But, yeah, we need to bring guys to go into that starting eleven. not guys. He did say if he does bring somebody in who is a development-type player, he'll tell us that's what this guy is, which I quite yeah. liked about it. Um, so we'll know. But, um, no, he's not stupid, Michael Beale. He says what we, what we see and what we think as well. So I was delighted to hear that from him. Indeed. And um, talking of first-team players that could make the start in 11, let's give us your or, yeah, give us your teams for the game on Monday. Um, Carney, I'll let you have the honours of going first um, for your team and score prediction as well. Shocked if we don't pick the same team here. Genuinely will be shocked. Um, McGregor, Tavernier, and I've seen people saying... In the group, in the chat, and that as well. I hope he has the balls to drop Tavernier. He is not dropping Tavernier for his first old firm game. Trust me, it's just not happening. Uh, I th- I think Devine is a prospect and a good prospect at that, but he's not quite yet. Not quite yet for me. And I know Tav's been up and down, but there's just no chance. Um, I put money on that James Tavernier starts unless he's somehow picks up an injury. So yeah, sorry, McGregor, Tavernier, Golden Davies, uh, Barisic. Lundstrom, Jack, Tillman, Kent, Morelos and Cholak. That is my team. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you'll be surprised. My team's you'll be surprised as well, can't you? Mm, really? If they're both fit, if Cholak and Morelos are both fit, he has to play both of them. It's as simple as that. Right, who are we going to play? Matondo? Sakala? I do get where you're coming from, Carney, but I've just got the feeling that a couple of the comments that Beale's made recently, and he talked about the lack of um, control in the middle of the pitch being an issue. Yep. That I think we'll pick a team, same team things. here, Scotia. And because Cholak wasn't slightly fit. I would have wanted to like play, I mean, more, I mean, wouldn't be adverse to the team that had started against Motherwell, but given how they played throughout that 90 minutes, I was like, no. So my team's McGregor to have Golson, Davies, Barisic, Jack Lundstrom, Kamara, Tillman, Kent and Morelos. Um, current, uh, Alistair, is that your team as well? Exact same. I, I think, I, I see what Carney's thinking of. If they were fully up and playing, I would play them, I think. But from what he's saying, I think he'll go Morelos um, and Choak will stay in the bench. The midfield for me is key on Monday. We need to win that midfield battle and we need to try and control the game for there. That's why Jack Amara will be there. He likes Glenn Kamara. So even Glenn Kamara is on his game. He's a fantastic footballer and he's. Um, I think he could do well in that game, Kamara, just the way Celtic play. Lundstrom obviously in there and Jack, a bit of dig in there. So I'm the exact same as you, Scotia, that that's, that's the team um, I would play to and I think he will play that team. Yeah, no, I just, given the comments that I think that he made about the midfield, that's what's got me thinking of him bringing and he solidify it a wee bit. Did you give me a score, Carney? No, I didn't. Um, no. I, I think... Look, I'm I'm at the point where he, he throws caution to the wind here, and you go for it. So if Cholak can play, if he can play for an hour, you have to play both of them. That's my opinion on it. I think if you're going, listen, to if that gonna, happens, I'd be happy. Don't, don't get yeah. me wrong, I would like to see that team. But if he's going to stick to his guns and say that it's he's going to go for it, and we're going to go right from the start, we're not going to take a step back. That midfield to me is a bit of a step back. I'm not going to lie. I don't think we get much in terms of creativity out of that midfield three. And 
I don't. <clears throat> I think they could run past us if we choose to do that. I think we have to be the ones that control the game and be on the front foot and with that midfield. That's why I, I, I think we should just fucking go for it, man. Like, absolutely just go for it. I don't see the point in not because it doesn't really matter if we if we draw. Um, if we get beat, the league's even more done than it is now. So we have to win. We have to win, pure and simple. I'm going to go... 3-2 to Rangers. I'm going to go Alfredo Morelos to score the winning goal. He'll score the third. First goal scorer, I'll say Kent, so he can do that. <laughs> um, my score, not too dissimilar to that, it's going to be 2-1 Rangers. Alfie's going to score the first and Cholak's going to score a winner in the last five minutes of the game. There's my... There's my score. That'll get us really buzzing for the post-match afterwards. Um, Ali, what about you? Oh, Carney's 3-2. God, I don't know if I could take that. 3-2, I looks good. Um, the only thing I would say, I know Carney's going to be playing Morelos and Cholak. The only thing I would say, the games Beal's been in, he's threw a couple of curveballs in the team, which we've all never really predicted. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a wee surprise in there in terms of he played Lowry. And the Wednesday night, nobody even seen that coming. So, nah, didn't see that coming. You, you never know. You never know. You might. You might. You might start with the two. Of them. You never know. Um, but prediction. Oh God, I think they'll <laughs> score. I think they'll score. I know we've yeah, kept a couple of clean sheets, but just the way they, they play and it's it's gun ho and everything. I, I think they'll they will get chances, and I, I think they will score. I'm going to go two on Rangers. I think it's going to be one each. And I think we could get a VAR decision and a penalty to Rangers and Tav will step up and score. Hopefully in the 90th minute. But. I would take any single one of them, to be honest. Take any single one of them right now. Um, yes, that'll do us for this evening. So thank you for everyone to join us. And thank you to my guest, first up, eh, Ali Pearson. Thank you. No problem. Just a couple more days to wait until the that, that glorious Monday. Well, like Carney says, it's an absolute it's horrible going to the game. I mean, for folk that actually haven't been in old firm, it's horrible. It's a horrible experience. Horrible. Um, I don't I don't enjoy it. I enjoy it if we win in the pub afterwards, you know, have a few drinks, etc. But yeah, I'd be lying if I said I was looking forward to it. Um <laughs> but yeah, that the the day before will be um yeah, I don't know what. I don't know what to do with myself then, but um, we will see what happens. I've got, I've got an, an, an idea of what you'll be doing that day. There'll be music involved, I know that much. Probably be music, yeah, there will be music involved. But yeah, like like Carney says, it is a must-win game for Rangers to try and get anything back in this season and this league that we need to win a draw is no use. The Rangers team will know it. Like I said in, my, in the post-match from Motherwell, I think Rangers have played within themselves a couple of games because they've they can get away with it. I think this Celtic team will make this Rangers team up the gears. And like I said, yeah. I think they will up the gears. They have to up the gears. Um, and yeah, let's go Rangers. It's over to you. Yes, and uh, thank you, Mr. Carney. Uh, my pleasure, mate. Um, brilliant. So good that your Wi-Fi lasted that amount of time, mate. That's fantastic that we got there in the end. Uh, yeah, look, it's one of these, it's a waiting game now, and you never really know what's going to happen in an old firm game. But I, I, again, I agree with Ali. We are going to 
we're going to have to up the gears. And the Rangers team are really going to need to really increase their, their levels of performance from what we've seen the other night. I don't think there's any great doubt in that. But you never know. If we turn up, they're having a bit of an off day. Maybe if we turn up and they're having, they turn up, it's going to be a, a very interesting match to see how everything matches up. But yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely not looking forward to it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, absolutely not. Never do. Never do. But uh, yeah, uh, it's, again, it's all about it's all about what happens after, I suppose. But yeah, um, again, to everybody in the chat, thank you for donations tonight. Everybody that watches us, have a very, very happy new year. All the best for when the bells come. Uh, really do appreciate your support over this last year. We are not going anywhere. It's just going to continue to go and go for us. So yeah, thank you to everybody. And I hope... I hope more than anything else in this world that your team wins on Monday and you see four very, very happy men at full time. So, yeah, enjoy it, everybody, and we'll speak to you on Monday. Cheers, Scosh. Yeah, Carney, what I'd like to say, just to echo your thoughts there, that um, thank you to all the listeners and subscribers, the support that you've given us over the last 12 months has been incredible. Um, we just want to continue to grow and grow. I mean, the support has been that great that we all forgot to mention that it was our birthday a couple of weeks ago for the podcast. Oh, it was. That's um, your job. That's your <laughs> I know, job. That's my job. <laughs> so um, hopefully, hopefully Rangers can do it for us on Monday and we'll, we'll celebrate the, the birthday of the pod as well as a victory. 